Good evening, everyone. Are you happy to be here? I'm always excited to be at the Women of Honor International every third Tuesday of the month. Our topic for tonight is something that is close to my heart. It's about overcoming low self-esteem and changing your focus. We will get an understanding also of what low self-esteem is all about and how we can win over it. But first, I want to tell you, I want to let you know that God wants to say something to you tonight, women of honor, that you are special, that you are loved, that you are highly valued, that you are chosen, and you are blessed. Do you receive that? Let's give the Lord a big hand for that. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we commit this time to you, Lord God, as we share your word, O Father, and your perspective about women's emotions, Lord. Father, thank you so much, Father, that you are here with us, Lord. We need your presence because without you, Father, we cannot do anything. We pray for the anointing of your Holy Spirit, Lord, upon my lips, that I may only speak, O God, straight from your throne, Lord, and anoint the hearts of each and every precious woman here, O Father, that you may speak to them, Lord, and tell them what you have for each one of them. Thank you, Lord, that you will open the eyes of our understanding and give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation that we may know you more. We give you thanks, Father. Take your place, O God. And thank you, Lord God, that we will do, Father, your perfect will and purpose. You will accomplish, Father, your purpose for tonight, Lord, for us here. And we give you thanks, Father. We give you glory for your love and grace in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Genesis 1, 26-27 says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let, him, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man. In his own image, in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So what is God's first gift to man? Next. It is image. He gave us image or identity. The Bible says that God created us in its image and likeness. Do you know that this verse is very powerful and it will really help you overcome whatever it is that is hindering you to be your best self for God? 
We are created in the image and likeness of God, not in the physical sense, because God is not a physical being. He is spirit. He created us with godly qualities because His intent for us, even in the beginning of time, was for us to be like Him according to His nature and spiritual characteristics. His love, His forgiving, His being forgiven, forgiving, His being merciful, gracious, generous, gentle, compassionate, humble, and meek. God created man in His image and likeness because He wants us to reflect Him in our lives. That is our eternal destiny as Christians. You know that character is more important to God than anything else, more than our accomplishments, more than our physical um, characteristics, our beauty, more than our intellect. Be because before even intellect and will, God gave us His image. So what an honor and privileges, privilege it is to be bestowed upon us the, the godly qualities of our Creator. With this, we must desire then to know Him more so that we would know whom we can follow, whom we will become. This should make us worship Him and be grateful to Him. But in reality, how do we see ourselves? Do we see ourselves as, as godlike in our characters? Do we see ourselves as good? Kind, loving, forgiving, merciful, gracious, or beautiful, or successful, or blessed? Or do we see ourselves negatively? Do we say to ourselves, I am bad, or I am ugly, or I am a weak person, or I have lots of insecurities? Or do we say, I am a failure, palpak talaga ako. Dami kong kapalpakan sa buhay. Do we have low self-esteem or a healthy self-esteem? In this message, we will see how important it is to have a healthy self-esteem and more. So, what is self-esteem? Self-esteem is the view of ourselves. It is our self-assessment, our which includes our positive and negative qualities, which often is most in, uh, is, is inaccurate. And our self-esteem is also based on what we believe about ourselves, whether I like myself or I don't like myself. So self-esteem is what you think of yourself. You know, the Bible says that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Proverbs 23, 9. So you are who you think you are. And you become who you think you become. You know, thoughts are powerful. There is also power in image. How do you see yourself in your mind? That is your self-esteem or your image of yourself. Your portrait of yourself is what you see in your mind. And as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So if you think of yourself negatively, you will come out to be not a really nice person, 
But if you think of yourself as beautiful, as loved by God, made in His image and likeness, I have wisdom. I, have, I am smart, let's say. I am beautiful. I am forgiving. I am a merciful person. That you will become. So it's important that, that what we think because it will help us become who we are. So what is your vision of yourself? A study says that 95% of people have low self-esteem. And most of these are women. May I know if there are five, the 5%, if you are part of that 5% who do not have problems about yourself? Don't you ever feel insecure? Don't you ever feel bad about yourself at all? Meron ba? You know, I realized because so many people that I have talked to lately nagsabi, you know, women who I never ever thought would have low self-esteem. One is a lawyer. I don't know if she is here. She's very successful as a lawyer. She's so beautiful and she's smart. But you know, one time she said, maybe because of what's happening to her, sabi ba naman niya, you know, I, am, I really have low self-esteem. I'm so affected. One I met who is married to a non-Christian and she is so, so having problems with her marriage. She's, she just got married a year ago. And because she was so low, she said, you know, I think I have lost myself and my, my self-esteem is really down in the dumps. And we had a reunion with classmates and one is so successful already in her field, no? She lives in Hawaii. And when she came, she said, do you know why I did not, she was our classmate in the elementary, and she said, do you know why I did not come back to Davao in 46 years? She said, and we said, why? Because you know, my personality was damaged in the elementary and high school. She said, because we had one classmate who bullied me and said, and always told me, pangit ka, mabaho ka, ganito ka. You know, before, yung mga, mga may age ngayon, we used to put Johnson's baby powder, even in school. And then because at lunchtime, she would play. So this, this, this uh, baby powder, because of sweat, would mix with her sweat, and it would form rings on her neck. And every time she would arrive, uh, uh, this, this bully classmate of ours, you know what? She would say, she would point to that, Ano, uh, that, that ring, powder ring na medyo nag, nag ano na, nag, parang, ano ba tawag natin doon? O, oh, libag na. <laughs> then she would say, ay, taluktok. She would say like that, which, which meant yung libag. And you know what? It really brought her down and she would feel conscious. And she said, it damaged me so much that when we transferred to Cebu, when we were in, that's from elementary, the whole of elementary, six years, when, we when they transferred to Cebu, you know, she told herself, I don't want to be like this, silent, shy, not mixing with anyone. She was so timid and so afraid, even to speak in class. But she was intelligent. She said, I will not allow myself to be like this. So what, you know what, she, she, she mentioned she reinvented herself and really tapped on her talents, gave all her best in her, her academic, academics, and she became salutatorian in high school. Now, 
she is really growing and, and very successful and very, very accomplished in her field of work in Hawaii. So a healthy self-esteem is very important because it will help you fulfill God's vision for you. The Bible says, oh, okay, so we, people have low estimation of themselves with feelings of insecurity, inferiority, shame, or guilt. However, others do have a, 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 an inflated assessment of self. The Bible tells us that not to think more highly than we ought, nor to become proud, haughty, or wise in our own sight. You see, we ought to see ourselves squarely and accept ourselves as we really are, looking at both our strengths, our weaknesses, our positive and negative qualities in us. We have to be honest no? when looking at ourselves because created in God's image and likeness, we have to be reflections of God who knitted us in our mother's womb. Every time we look down on ourselves, when you say, I'm not pretty enough, I'm too fat or I'm too thin, I'm too tall or I'm too short, I have an ugly complexion, I feel so stupid, I am weak, I don't have self-confidence. Don't you think that we are denying the truth that we are fearfully and wonderfully made by God? Don't you think that when we, when we look down ourselves on ourselves and when we say these things, when we talk negative about ourselves, don't you think that God who created us gets hurt? He gets hurt. You know, I'm guilty of that. And I have said sorry to God several times because there are times when I really feel I have low self-esteem. So many of us don't appreciate ourselves much. And what happens? It stifles our potential and hinders our effective service to God. The effect of a, of a life with low self-esteem is an unhappy and unfulfilled life, a wasted life because potentials are not being used. So it is important, really, to have a positive self-esteem and a healthy one. Now, let me just go through this to show you what are the causes of low self-esteem. One is, and the most common, is physical imperfection. We usually don't appreciate our physical uh, characteristics. Kung kulot ang buhok mo, gusto mo straight. Kung straight ka naman, gusto mo magpakulot. When you are fair, you want to be tan. When you are tan, you want to be fair. No? So when you are too thin, you want to be a bit fat. When you are fat, you want to be slim. We don't appreciate ourselves. No? We, we, and I'm sure each one of us has an insecurity about our own body, right? You know, before, let me be honest with you. My father is a bit bow-legged, and I got that from him. My legs are not very straight. So, because, uh, in, in, in women's, in, in PWC, where I had my grade school and, and high school, we used bloomers for, for <laughs> PE, diba? So, nakikita yan, diba? So, I would, you know, my classmates did not even notice, but that was a source of insecurity from, for me for wearing skirts or shorts, no? So ngayon, iba na naman, ugat na naman, and all that. But we always feel, you know, insecure about a certain aspect 
of our physical self. True or not? True. <laughs> Lahat ba tayo meron? Yes. A classmate of mine, classmate ha, kasi we just had this uh, reunion la last week. And, and so we were talking about, they didn't know that I was going to speak on this. So it was really a confirmation that I really should speak about low self-esteem. You know, she said, alam mo ba, my, my sisters keep teasing me up to now that when I was in gate, grade three, I wrote on the gate of our house, I, she was grade three, I have immeriority complex. She said immeriority, okay, but she had an idea what it, what it meant. And you, so, so I said, why did you write that? She said, you know, because I had a chip on my, on my tooth because she fell. So nabali yung kanyang, ano, no? I had a chip on my tooth so I wouldn't smile. I wouldn't, you know, her photos in, in elementary and high school were all like, she wouldn't open her mouth and it affected her personality, really, until she had it changed. So she changed. So um, see how, what, what bondage it is to have insecurities. So physical imperfections. Another lack of education. There are some who haven't graduated in college. I know of people that who haven't graduated in college and it has affected them up to old age. Although education is important, but it is not a major factor to success. Abraham Lincoln was not a college graduate, but he became president of the United States. I know successful businessmen who did not even finish college and barely high school, but they have flourishing businesses, including my dad. You know, he was very successful, 50 years of uh, distributorship, no? of wife infant formulas, but he did not finish. His, wh what made them succeed in life? They were not focused on their weaknesses or lack of accomplishments. They were focused on what they want to do and what God wants them to do. Noted educator, William Lyon Phelps said, I thoroughly believe in a university education for both men and women. So education is important. But I believe that a knowledge of the Bible is more important, without a college education, is more valuable than a college education without the Bible. Amen? Kaya nga, kahit hindi kayo high school graduate, elementary, ano lang kayo, it's okay. It's okay. There's a pastor who was only up to grade four. And you know, he gave himself to the Lord, became so in love with the Lord, and he, he, he would say, I, would be, I can be foolish with the Lord because I can, I can dance in public and worship God in public without thinking that I'm only grade four. He, it was the Lord who really caused him to really arise from that insecurity of being just a grade four student. Remember Joshua 1.8? God's formula for success. Ito talaga, I placed this in my heart long time ago when I discovered this. Ang success is not based on college education alone. Joshua 1.8 says, Do not let this book depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night. And be careful to do everything written in it. Obey it. Then you shall be prosperous and successful. 
So more than college education, the Bible is more important. We don't only read it, hear it, but we believe it and live it in our lives. And then next, physical, emotional, or verbal abuse is another cause for low self-esteem. When, when we are verbally abused, physical abuse and emotional abuse, it, it hits our dignity and honor as a person. And women are the ones who are mostly vulnerable to this. Words can kill one's dignity and honor. It can build up or tear down one's spirit, and it badly destroys one's self-worth. Next, another um, cause for low self-esteem are traumatic experiences or tragic circumstances like rape, death of a loved one, divorce, extreme poverty, failure in school, at work, or even in the ministry, and even financial failure. And the next, personal sin. One of the most prominent causes of low self-esteem. Do you know that when you are in sin, you don't have peace? Akala mo lang okay ka kasi you are enjoying it. But do you know that sin brings you down on the inside? It affects your self-esteem. There's a verse in the Bible that says, Righteousness brings peace and life. Diba? Righteousness brings peace. Righteousness, the righteousness of God in us gives us confidence. The sins that are committed usually leave scars in oneself or on the people closest to you, like marital infidelity, drug or substance abuse. It does not only hurt you, but it hurts the people around you. Alcoholism, sexual immorality, gambling, materialism, pride, anger, bitterness, etc. It brings shame and it lowers your self-esteem. Now, let me tell you now the, the three sources of self-esteem. One is how you see yourself. So how is it formed? How is self-esteem formed? How, what you think of yourself, no? So it's based on our physical, mental, psychological, emotional, and spiritual makeup. So we think that when we think less of ourselves, natin, when we only focus on the negatives, we think we are humble. But definitely, no. True humility is seeing not only our weaknesses, but also our strengths. That's what the Bible says. It is an accurate and honest assessment of self, which is truly being humble. So be honest. Do you know when I was uh, in college, and even I, I, would, I, would, I continued with that, no? Until I really became a Christian, I had my kids. I would, every, every um, time and time again, I would come up, I have a Bible, a journal, and I would put, I would look at myself, maybe because of my training in psychology, I would divide one page and I would put their positive qualities and negative qualities. And then I would like, anyway, it's just between me and God, that I would write down what I think are my positive qualities. I would start with my physical, then I would go to my emotional, then I would go to my mental. So I would see the positive qualities and then I would see the negative. And most often than not, when I was younger, the negative qualities were more. Because I realized 
that when you get to know yourself and you are honest with yourself, you can deal with yourself more. Knowing one's strengths and weaknesses is really powerful and having a, a, a healthy self-esteem. I'd like to skip sin. So we have a choice. Sin can destroy us. To be ourselves or to be the persons or not to be the persons that God created, created us to be. And that is to be like Him. And then, so there's one, how we see ourselves. And the second is how others see us. What our parents say about us. What our siblings say about us. Along with the family, what family says about us tells a lot, uh, contributes a lot to our self-esteem. What our teachers say about us, even our classmates, even our, our uh, yayas, you know, the maids, the, our household helps, even our, our friends, our neighbors, our churchmates, our spouses, they affect our self-esteem. A negative environment with too much criticism and harsh words causes us to think poorly of ourselves. And we have learned this, that a positive environment boosts our self-esteem and uplifts us. This is why Pastor Dave teaches us the culture of blessing because there is power in affirmation. And we always do this, right? Here. So our tongues are powerful. It can heal or kill. It can bring death or life. It can bring blessings or curses in our personalities. Okay, next. Satan. Sometimes we don't think of him. But do you know that many times, especially among Christians, we already have like saw the love of God and all that. We have like graduated from that. But how come sometimes we feel so low about ourselves? We feel that we lose self-confidence because we have an adversary, the devil, an enemy. It says here in 1 Peter 5.8, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. His avenue, his strategy is the mind, and we all know that. So he tells us lies about ourselves because he is the father of lies, he is the accuser of Christians, and he, is, he blinds the minds of unbelievers. Satan knows more of our weaknesses than us. He puts lies in our minds. So what we should do is that we should not believe him. Sometimes he puts lies in our minds like, oh, tignan mo, ikaw na naman ang pinag-uusapan nila. You know why they are huddled? Because they are talking about you. Or maybe they say, they don't like you in that group. That's why you don't feel you don't, you don't belong. No, or or they, you, he will say all sorts of things and say, you are not that good. You don't have to do that. I've been guilty of that several times. But some of the powerful weapons that Satan uses also are psychological. Fear is one of them. Doubt is another. Anger, worry, unforgiveness, and guilt. But the deadliest weapon is low self-esteem. So we have to be aware of that, that Satan wants to bring us down. Now, what does low self-esteem do to your life? Number one, it paralyzes your potential. 
God is sad and grieves over the paralysis of human potential and wasted gifts. Okay, we know that in the parable of the talents, the man who was given the one talent did not use it. He buried it and did nothing because he was, he was afraid of failure, rejection by his master, and he might be compared with the two other who had five and ten talents. So, um, the fear of taking risks sometimes make, gives us a wasted life. So he did what other people with low self-esteem do. He did nothing. And that is what Satan wants us to do, to be paralyzed with fear and to live an unproductive life with wasted potential. Do you think that if you are not exercising your gift or you, you are not pursuing your past passion, you would, you would enjoy life? No. But if you are pursuing your gifts, exercising it, and using them for God, you would live a fulfilled life. Then second, it destroys your dreams. All of us have God-given dreams, God, the dreams that God places there. But if we don't fulfill that because of our low self-esteem, we will also be unhappy in life. Third, it ruins your relationship with God and others. If, God, if you are critical of yourself, do you know that you'd also be critical of your Creator? Sometimes you would ask God, Lord, bakit ako ganito? Why didn't you make me more beautiful? Why didn't you make me, uh, uh, you know, uh, maybe healthier? Why did you give me this infirmity? Why am I like this? Why am I like that? You're not happy with yourself. So you, in a way, you are already insulting your Creator and you can have a resentment against Him. So it destroys your relationship with God. And, and when you are critical of yourself, when you are negative about yourself, do you know that you can be negative with others? You can also be negative with others. And when you are critical of other people, you only see the negative side of things. At lagi ka lang, wala ka nang ginawa, kundi mag-complain, mag-pintas, and all that. It mars relationships. It destroys relationships, and people will avoid you. So low self-esteem doesn't please God. Christ commanded us to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. As, uh, our, the greatest commandment, love God, love others, uh, love your, your others as you love yourself. But I believe that loving yourself first should come after loving God. Because if you do not love yourself, you cannot love others. It is important to really know who you are in Christ, to know who Christ is, to know his attributes. When you look at Christ and look at him, then you can become like him because you have a model. So that's why it's so important to soak ourselves with God's word and with the spirit of God, even in prayer. So basic to a Christian is to have healthy self-esteem. And lastly, what does low self-esteem do to us? Low self-esteem sabotages our Christian service. What's the first thing you say when asked to do something for the body of Christ? Teach a Sunday school class. What do you say? I can't do it. I'm shy. Share at a woman's meeting. You say, I can't do it. I'm not a good speaker. Share the gospel to others. You say, I don't know enough scriptures. Sing in the choir? You said, no, Mandy has a better voice. 
So we give excuses because we think lowly of ourselves. We are focused on our inadequacies instead of, of on God's ability. One author said, God usually doesn't choose superstars, supermen, wonder women, intellectuals, the wise and the noble to do his work. He doesn't usually choose those whom we think are qualified, but God, he uses people with shortcomings, failures, and weaknesses, gives them work to do, and supplies them with grace and ability to do it so he can be glorified. A low self-esteem is not good because it robs God of wonderful opportunities to show off his power and ability through our weakness. I must say, if I may confess, Pastor Dave has asked me to talk here several times. In the past three years, I was not into much ministry. I gave up my Bible studies, I gave up preaching, I gave up teaching because the Lord gave me an assignment and that was to take care of my ailing father. He was 89, uh, so he was 86 at that time. And because of that, caregiving is not uh, an easy job. It's very challenging. Although I had sisters who, cared, cared, who, who also did caregiving with me, uh, and, and eventually we got caregivers whom we paid, but we wanted, because of our love for our dad, we wanted to be there and do it for him. So every morning, 6 o'clock a.m., I had to rush to the house. Buti na lang, malapit lang ang bahay nila, mama sa amin. So we had to rush to the house. I had to rush to the house even before eating breakfast to give my dad breakfast, make him eat, and give him a bath, shave him, you know, everything, everything. So I was like uh, in, in that kind of milieu. And then uh, second year, we had, and, and third year, he didn't want to eat at home anymore. So we took turns taking him out for lunch and dinner. So my world revolved around my dad. And I'm just so glad that, that Francis, my husband, and my children really understood it. And I would thank them and say thank you for supporting me in this. So I wasn't able to preach. Honestly, when Pastor Dave would ask me, Ikaw na naman, Sister Josie. Alam yun talaga, sa totoo lang. I would say, no, I cannot. I cannot do it. Sometimes I would like buster within myself na, Sige, but I cannot receive anything from the Lord because ano nga eh, hati nga ako, di ba, sa world. Because I didn't spend enough time with the Lord. I did not spend enough time studying the way I used to. I did not have even enough time to fellowship with fellow believers. Alam nyo ba, nabagsak ako sa world. So iba talaga when you are with fellow believers, when you have fellowship like this, when you listen to God's word, when you study, when you are soaked in the word, when you praise and worship with others. I do still attend, uh, I did attend Sunday services. I did read my Bible, but not as much anymore. Do na lang in my quiet place, no? usually in the bathroom. Diba? And that's like how many, how many minutes? So I did, I refused, and I refused until my father passed away last February 8th. And 
Pastor Dave is not here. He had to leave to, uh, for Australia. So I had no choice. Huh? So I, I said, okay, this is it. But God taught me something. And this is what I'm going to share to you about how to overcome low self-esteem. So there was a time when I was teaching and preaching God's word more and, and having my regular Bible studies that I was like free of it because I was really soaked on what God thought of me, thinks of me, than what I think of myself and what others, even my family, think of me. So nawala yun. And then how come it came back? How come once in a while it would attack me? I would lose confidence. I would feel afraid. Alam mo, even just praying, ha? there are some events, a big events that they will ask me, Josie, you pray. Or, yung gano, no? So sometimes I would feel, oh no, but of course, because we are Christians, di ba? we know who is in us that would give me the courage to do that. And I'll sabi ko, anyway, maliit lang. So this is, so I asked, Lord, is there really a way to overcome low self-esteem? How come it attacks us once in a while? Even if we fight the devil, we say warfare, we speak in tongues, we say those verses, but once in a while it really comes. How come? So this is what God told me. It is true that to over one way to overcome self-esteem is to know and experience God's great, magnificent, awesome, unconditional love for us. So we would know our worth in Him. I already made an outline about that we are chosen, we are about God's love for us and our value in His eyes. But He changed it. But let me touch on it briefly. He loves us so deeply. You know how much God loves us? That He gave us His greatest treasure. What is it in your life that you treasure so, so valuably? Meron ba? Maybe a ring that your mother gave you, or maybe a jewelry, or maybe something, no? Uh, uh, something that you really treasure that you can't do without, that when you lose it, parang part of you is gone. But, the Lord, pag nawala yon, di ba? Parang may kulang. But God gave us His tre greatest treasure. We know that. His one and only Son, Jesus Christ. J what did Jesus do, do for us? He saved us. He predestined us. He chose us before the foundation of the world. You know, to choose in Greek means to call out, to call forth among the many. He called us forth. So that means we are special. To be chosen in a Miss Universe contest where there, there are like how many countries are there? Diba? Among hundreds, to be chosen is very, very precious. Makita niyo kung paano manalo ang mga Miss Universe, diba? Pati ang mga, even, even, like, like the last time, diba? It brings tears to the eyes. There's so much joy to be chosen. To know that we are chosen should bring so much joy in us. But again, we need a revelation of this. 
to be, we were adopted into his family. We were made alive in Christ and he seated us in the heavenly realms. Seated us when we became born again. Not beside Jesus, not in front of Jesus, not at the back of Jesus, but the Bible says in Ephesians 1 that he seated us, or Ephesians 2, he seated us in Christ. So when we have received Jesus, we did, we, Christ, God does not see us anymore. He sees Christ and the righteousness of Christ in us. What a great gift that is. We who are weak and so lowly and so, you know, wishy-washy with, our, with ourselves, no confidence. When God looks at us, he sees Christ. And we are also fully provided everything that we need according to his riches. What are your needs? Physical, material, mental, emotional, spiritual. God has given all of it in Christ. I will not go into the details. And then he has also blessed us in Ephesians 1, 3. Overflowingly with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Maybe at a later time you study that. That even before the foundation of the world, even before we came into this world, God already blessed us spiritually with every spiritual blessings in Christ. And that includes not only mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, but even material blessings it follows. So to know that you are blessed in Christ is already a great thing. We should not feel rejected anymore. We should not feel that we are not accepted by our loved ones. Do you know how it feels when your loved one does, cannot accept you for who you are? You know, I have a friend. She separated from her husband. Because when they got married, alam nyo, she loved to read Mills and Boone. In our time, that was the, the most popular uh, ano yun, pocketbook about love. Diba? Love stories. So she loved to read. So when she got married, that was her pastime reading. And her husband, who is a pilot, when, she, when he comes home, he would, he would, maybe he would kiss, but the next, next thing, he would bomb, bombard her with criticisms. Like, mukha kang lusyang. Nagmils and bunta na naman. Nakakabobo yan. Ang baho mo. Or ganito ka, ganito ka, ganito ka. He was able to stay in the marriage for quite some time, but his, her self-esteem, her self-worth and dignity was really crushed to pieces. Until finally, he could, she couldn't take it anymore. She left him. Anyway, they had an annulment, and she found someone who really appreciated her so much. Wala lang yan. Maybe some of you may be experiencing even more like verbal abuse, physical abuse, and much more. But know this. God is watching. He knows everything that you are going through. He knows what's in our heart more than we know. Sometimes we say, I'm okay. I'm not hurt anymore. I'm okay. But no, you don't know that there are thorns and needles pricked in your heart and the wound is still fresh. But for you, because you're so used to it or you just choose to just arise, you just say, 
it's nothing, but it's there. So, when we are in Christ, He gave us everything, even the healing of our low self-worth. I asked God one morning about this, and God showed me this verse, that why does it come back once in a while when we feel so low about ourselves? 1 Corinthians 1, 26 to 31. Please look at this. Brothers, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of this world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of this world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God that is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. When you look at the verses, you can see that these seem to encourage low self-esteem. Sabi dito, think what you are. Sinabi, you are not wise. Can you go back to the verse? We are not wise. We are not influential or powerful. We are not noble. But we are foolish, we are weak, we are lowly, and we are despised. We feel shame and guilt no? when, our, when things like these are being uh, brought up to us. But God mentioned this, Apostle Paul mentioned this, not for us to belittle ourselves, but to be honest in our self-assessment. Meaning, meron talaga tayong negative qualities. And we all really all have weaknesses. Even the great and the best preachers of all have weaknesses. There are so many. Uh, my, my, my friend and sister here, Noni, a sister in the Lord, just mentioned to me in the car that I have read uh, stories of these great men, and, great men and women of God, and they all have weaknesses even when preaching. They all have their own uh, uh, insecurities. No, So... But then, it, again, it is not to put us down, but it is so that we can be honest with ourselves, face them squarely, and so that we will not become proud. We will not boast. People have a tendency for pride. My tendency talaga ang tao to boast. But what, God, what did God say? That when we boast, we boast in the Lord. We boast about Him in us, His grace in us, and His ability in us, not us. Instead, God wants us to glorify Him, not ourselves. Now let us consider what Paul said. 2 Corinthians 12, 7-10. Paul said, To keep me from becoming conceited, because of these surpassingly great revelations, there was given me a thorn in, the, in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. So he was saying, Lord, 
take this away. Heal me. Remove this from me. But he said to me, what did Christ say? My grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Can we say that all together? What did God say? My grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. And Paul continues, Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Meaning, when there are times when you feel weak, when you are focused on yourself and you feel so insecure, when you are given a task and you feel that you cannot do it, don't focus on that weakness. You focus on God's strength in you. Let me tell you, before I end, the people in the Bible with low self-esteem, just two. One is Moses. When God called him to free the people of Israel and lead them to the promised land flowing with milk and honey, what did Moses say to God? He said, can we read this all together? Oh Lord, I am not eloquent. I am slow of speech and tongue. How did God respond to him? When Moses said this, hindi ko kaya yan. Hindi ako marunong magsalita. Diba? I'm not even ano, very fluent. But did he give Moses compliments and praise him for his good qualities? Sinabi, but Moses, you are educated, you are learned, you grew up in the king's palace. You have been brought up with a princess. You, you know royalty. No, God did not say, say that. You know what God said? Instead, what he did was he pointed to himself and he said to Moses, who makes him mute or deaf or seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now therefore, go and I will be with you with your mouth and teach you what you will speak. What was God's promise in the weakness of Moses? I will be with you. I will help you. Let's look at Gideon in Judges 6. God tells Gideon to go and save the people of Israel from the hands of the Midianites. Like Gideon, like Moses, Gideon objects. What did he say? Let's read this. Please, Lord, how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. When you are chosen, you say, Bakit ako? Why me? Meron pang mas magaling dyan. Meron pang mas mabuti. Pero bakit ako? Again, the Lord's answer was the same. He didn't say, I know you're small and weak, but you have good qualities too. So sasabihin, Alam mo, bakit ka mahiya? Ang ganda mo. Ang, ang, ang galing mo nga dyan sa area na yan. You're, you're good in that area. Diba? Why? You have that experience. You have that track record. Or you have this, you have that. So why? And then they tell you all your good qualities. But God did not say that again to Gideon. Instead, 
he assured Gideon the same words he gave Moses. He said, but I will be with you. God has assignment for each one of us. But he wants to make sure we have the right mindset. Benny Hinn said, and I quote, The coming days can be history's greatest harvest of souls. And you are vital to reaching the nations for Christ. We, women of honor, it's not only for us to grow and become better, better women, so we can help other women be better women. We are here to bring in more women who are lost, hurt, and dying in a lost world. We are here to bring them so they will get to know Jesus Christ and so that, so that they can fulfill the assignment together with us that God has given us. And that, uh, that is to win souls, to bring in the harvest. It's a big job. It may seem easy, but you just don't know what God has in store for us. So God's promise is He will help us and He will be with us. In our weakness and in, other, in our adequacies, God will show His strength. You know, alam nyo na ito, and this is a simple, simple message. But if you put that in your spirit, kasi di ba sabi ng Lord, do not just be hearers, but be doers of the word. I have heard this several times. I will help you. I will uphold you. Do not fear. But it never got into my spirit until I really needed it. And until God spoke it to me and led me to these verses and said to me personally, I will help you. So reading the Bible is not enough. We have to open our spirits and we have to seek God. We have to bow down before Him and not just pray or just read, but we have to wait in prayer and listen to Him and wait for Him to speak to us. And the best way that He speaks to us is through the Word. He speaks to us. And let the Holy Spirit allow the voice of God to really become alive in your heart and give you that encouragement and building up your self-esteem. So is there victory over low self-esteem? Yes, there is. What did God tell me? Change your focus, not on self, but on God. Corrie ten Boom said, if you look at the world, you'll be distressed. If you look within yourself, you'll be depressed. But if you look up to God, you'll be at rest. So let's seek Him more, know Him more, worship Him more, and be intimate with Him more. After all, after all, it's not really about us. It's all about God. That's why we stop looking within ourselves. Stop listening to the lies of Satan. Let us look up to God. Let's, uh, let us look up to His Word like a mirror. Look at it closely and let God speak to us through it. Change our focus. It's all about God and His plans and His purposes for us. And when God gives His purposes for us, our mission in life, whatever it is at this particular season, He will give us the strength and ability to do it. That is grace. You know what he taught me about grace? That it's not just unmerited favor 
or not just undeserved favor. Grace is God's ability where human ability ends. So when you cannot do it anymore, the task is too gigantic, the challenges are too great, the problems are overwhelming, na hindi mo na talaga kaya. That's the time when you just have to give up, be still in the presence of God and say, Lord, I need your grace. You know what I call grace? I call it spiritual anesthesia. When you are in so much pain, let's say, uh, sino, tayo, sino dito ang nakaanak na? Di ba we are given anesthesia? But some go through lamas and have not tried anesthesia. Like me, I went, I gave birth to all my six babies without anesthesia. I was in lamas. I was, sabi nila, to go through it, you have to know the process and you have to focus on one thing. You know what I focused on? I did not focus on an object on the ceiling or the light in the, in the delivery room or the eyes of the doctor or, or the hand of my husband beside me. I focused on Christ himself. In my first delivery, ang first is always painful and the baby wouldn't come out. So, yung mga nurses, sabi nga asawa ko, awang-awa na siya sa akin because the nurses had to had to, two of them had to do that and push the baby out from here. No, I didn't know how, but I, didn't, I was not shouting because Lamas taught us to just breathe and be relaxed and to focus. At a certain time, point, I could not focus. Hindi ako marunong mag I didn't know how to do that. Okay, that's the short, the most painful, but it's the shortest. But I didn't know how to push the baby out. You know what, where I, I was already crying for help. You know where the Lord led me? That was in 1987 at San Pedro Hospital. So that time, ang ceiling nila had these grooves. On top of me was this groove that met, that intersected. And what God showed me was the cross. You know what he said? That's why I was able to endure the pain. I was going to ask for anesthesia already. But I didn't want to. And the Lord came in and he said, the pain that I carried there, the suffering that I carried there is much more than what you are going through right now. That was God's grace for me. So with all my might, I finally like did that last <laughs> painful push and the baby came out. So it's wonderful to encounter Jesus in any situations in our lives, in any difficulties. That's why you can say, Lord, hindi ko na ito kaya. Mag-give up na yata ako. ba? Alam ko marami sa inyo, marami sa atin na dumadaan ng mga kung ano-ano. In your marriages, in your work, in your career, in your family. You may be going through something, even in your studies maybe. But when it becomes overwhelming, you call on God and look at His promise. He says, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in your weakness. So you can say like Paul, when I am weak, then I am strong. So change your focus. 
It's not being self-confident, but it's all about being God-confident. Another confession. I am a shy person, or maybe I would say I was shy, but no one would believe that. Sabi lang, may confidence ka man. So I tried to reflect. Yes, Lord, sometimes I have confidence, but why? There are times when I have confidence, especially when I'm here ministering, when you're calling me to your work. He made me realize, it's not me. The source of my confidence is because I know that He is in me. And what is in me is ten times greater than who I really am. That greater is He that is in me than He who is in the world. I was saying that because driving here and the past weeks, I would wake up at 3 a.m. feeling scared because I didn't know if this message was, should be delivered. In delivering a message, what's important to me is, God, is this really you? And to seek no, God's will. What do the women need? Because we are not here just to look good or just to be patted on the back or just to be given praises and compliments. We are here to do God's will. To do His mission for us. For you women. So myself, my confidence is not from myself. That's why it's not about being self-confident. It's about being God-confident. Knowing that He is in me and with me all the time. And it's not just having a healthy self-esteem. But let us have a higher God-esteem. So this time, we don't say self-esteem na. Christians should say God-esteem because it is God in us and Christ in us that must be magnified. So we can attempt great things for God. After all, as the Word of God says, we are His greatest masterpiece. We are fearfully and wonderfully made in His image and likeness. So let us reflect Jesus and glorify Him in our lives. And we can become like Him by the grace of God and the power of our Holy Spirit in, in our lives. We can become like Christ one day at a time, victorious, confident, and free to God be the glory. Let's give God a great hand. Thank you, Lord. Can we all stand up and can we say, I am special. I am loved. I am beautiful. And I am blessed. Thank you very much.